Now, the greatest story never told with Miles and Thrill. Wow, we uh, we made it to episode 10 and didn't get fired. We did make it to episode 10. From our 10. very own uh, podcast. Yeah, but here's that's the thing. Uh, we had said in episode 9, that was our, mm-hmm. our final one of the year. Right. And that our boss, Dave, who, uh, believe me, look. I think know, uh, Mike edited that out. So I don't think that no, actually. Did that I, not make no, it? No, I did told him to keep it. I okay, said keep right. it because it's true. It was a true moment we were having. It well, turned out it was not true because our boss let us down. And if you know anything about our boss, he does it a lot. So, you know, whatever. Now you know. So we're here again. Uh, episode 10, that's a big deal. We made it to double digits. Like if you're a kid, this is a big deal for us. Yeah, yeah whatever. Uh, but the last time we talked to you, we talked about some uh, some fun with holiday parties. Yeah. And we have uh, one more uh, story to bring for you. And just so you know, we, we have had this, uh, the, we've had this song available to us for about 17 years. What song? It is just one of those songs that we cannot play on the radio, but in the spirit of the holidays. Oh, oh, oh okay, I know. Because yeah. we can do it on the podcast, I figured that in the appropriate times, I will play some holiday music to expand on your story of your uh, nakedness and your uh, motorcycle and, helmet. Okay, well, I, I believe I know what song you're going to play, and if that's the song that I'm thinking, I just want you to remember, we can't play this on the radio because this is what is important to the FCC. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can only do three farts. After that, you have to cut off the farts. This not, is well, that's not accurate. They sat down you in a do meeting and determined this. You can do three farts in a row. You can, so if it were, then another. You can do this much. That's right. it. That's and it. Honest to God. That's it. And I'm not kidding you when I say, on multiple times in our career, we have sat down in a meeting where they've explained to us yes. <laughs> that if you're going to have a fart sound, or me, me myself, when I actually fart, it's like, hey, man, look, even mm-hmm. if, you, if you're if you farting live on the air and it's real, you got to stop at three. So we, we've told this story, or Steve has, uh, a few times, but never really into the depth and detail There's of exactly how you, you got to this point in, in the night. It is a holiday edition, so another holiday story for you. And this takes place at, what, a company Christmas party? It is a company Christmas party, and I've brought this place up before. It's called the Brewers Arts in Baltimore. And to this day, I recommend you go there should you ever visit Baltimore. It is a fantastic place. The food is great. And I was lucky enough to be a part of the opening crew of this restaurant. One of the owners out of three, uh, I worked with her at multiple restaurants. (laughs) Wait. She had said to me, hey, I'm opening this restaurant with two other investors, and if you'd like to be my sous chef, she's the executive That's chef. a big deal. It's a huge deal. She said, you have the job. Like, I don't know if the interview, we worked with it again. So I take the job, and uh, in Baltimore, this was the first legitimate microbrew pub where it really brought everyone in, yeah. and people got to understand what microbrews are. So uh, anyway, I'm working there, and our first Christmas, the boss throws a Christmas party, which is not uncommon, and she throws it at her home, which is a few blocks away oh, from the restaurant. that's nice. She was really, really cool, and uh, the place was great. And because it was a novel idea at the time, all of us felt very strongly about opening this place, do a good job. We just did the food. They hired someone who now is an award-winning brewer. At the time, he was one of the guys that all of us had known for like 10 years, and he always brewed good beer. In those 10 years, I knew a lot of people that brewed beer, and every time you drank it. But he it, kept getting better, obviously, and made better beer. His and stuff was um, along the way. He came up with such flavors as, and this is one of my favorites, Jesus Christ Super Stout. That is one of the beers mm-hmm. he came up with. So anyway, we opened this place. It has been successful. Most restaurants, whether you know this or not, I want to say like 90% of restaurants close within the first six months. About another 85% close within a year. This place is still open now. We opened this in like 97, 98, something like this. Still there. Whatever. So they throw the Christmas party. 
uh, me being me. And keep in mind, I'm, I'm dating the chick at the time. And I'll be dead honest with you. She's the ugliest woman I've ever dated. What? Like, no, ugliest woman I've ever dated. But she had a mouth <laughs> like a placostomus, all right? <laughs> My penis is the fish tank. She is the placostomus. Are you saying so, you're dating her for uh, certain things? No, Miles. Actually, I liked her, too. She was very cool. But, man, oh man she uh, is that what you think about in the Rolodex? If you think of the one, it's like it's like at the bottom of my testicles was the end of the soda, you know. <laughs> so wow, so yeah. nothing is left. <laughs> no, it was clean, fantastic. It's like a five year old kid with a straw to Shoney's. I would rather not go five years old, but your point. <laughs> no, they, I mean it's just they drain. I the, understand. Uh, drink Let's all stop of with it. the kid thing. Yeah, so right. we throw the party, and uh, I'm dating her at the time. And there's more to this in a second, but we're dating at the time. She leaves before me. She's, she actually has to work the next day. I am off the next day. My cool, I'll meet you at your place. That's so the, the party's point. over. She leaves early. The party's gonna, not you, over. You're going to keep drinking. The party's still going. Oh, I see. And we drink. And I want to say I left before maybe 50% of the people left, but I am hammered. Now, I very clearly remember leaving the party. This was an area of Baltimore called Mount Vernon. I'm going to a place called Charles Village. Charles Village is maybe a mile due it's north. It's not too far. Maybe a mile. It's like eight good blocks, and you're there. Yeah. Right? Oh, her house, the girlfriend's house, probably 11 blocks. Either way, no big deal. I can walk it. Uh, so I, I leave the party, and I'm going to walk 11 blocks. Fast forward, and I have no idea what happened. I wake up. <laughs> I wake up the next morning. The sun is out. And in Baltimore, you have a lot of row homes, and they have small front yards. <laughs> That's the one. They do. They have a lot of small homes. I wake up. I am dead asleep on the front lawn of someone's house near my girlfriend's house. You're not near. You, you mean I'm, you're on someone else's I, lawn. I'm on someone else's lawn, but I'm two houses away from so the place that you're she's close. I am close, but I wake up, and it is rush hour the next morning. And this is the very busy part of Baltimore because Johns Hopkins University is right, right. there. So it's a holiday season. There are cars are busy. Now, I wake up, and I realize I'm very, very cold, and I'm very, very cold because I am butt naked, with the exception of my shoes. <laughs> I'm very, very naked, and as I sit up, my head feels heavy, my vision's dark, and I realize I'm wearing a motorcycle helmet. Now, it's important to know, I did not own a motorcycle or a motorcycle helmet at the time. Also- Maybe it was a Christmas gift. No, also, I was not a nudist. Okay. So, I do not know where my clothes have gone, nor do I know where the motorcycle helmet has come from. In my mind, I traded someone all of my clothes, including, by the way, my wallet with my social security card. I didn't have credit oh, cards at no. the time. I certainly didn't have enough money that the cash was worrisome. But but it's the middle of December, and you pass out on someone's lawn two, two houses down from your girls. Yes, but it, it, but it takes me a second to realize. So as I sit up, my head's heavy, like I said, I realize I have a motorcycle helmet on. Oh, my God, I'm sitting at an intersection. Uh uh, let me get this right. Maryland Avenue and 31st Street, Miles, that's for you. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people there, and people are honking and waving, and I pop up the visor, and I'm like, all right, this is just your situation. It doesn't. Don't worry about this right now. This is your situation. First thing you need to do, cover your jug. So my hand's now in front of my penis. I realize where I'm at, and I'm like, all right, cool. Clearly, I tried to make it You to didn't get rolled. You weren't beaten up. No, there was no physical damage to your face. I had no... You weren't in pain. You know I am when I'm drunk, man. I'm sure I had a great conversation. I said, sure, I'll get naked, give you my clothes, give me the motorcycle helmet. That's my guess. And when I say to this day, I, honest to God, have no recollection of how this happened. But you, but you wake, wake up, up and it's it. rush hour traffic. Right. And now you're naked with a motorcycle helmet. That is head. correct. Which means... Laying in the grass on a busy intersection. Side note, dewy grass because it was cold. It was... Anyway... 
uh, I go two houses down. I knock on my girlfriend's door. Now, I don't know what time of the morning this is on. I guess 7.30 to 8, maybe. I had no watch on, nothing like that. So I have to keep pounding because we are night people. There's no way she's already up. Finally, she comes downstairs and opens the door. And like any person, it doesn't matter if you know them or not, if the person in your doorway during morning rush hour is <laughs> as naked except for boots and a motorcycle helmet, you have an adverse mm-hmm. reaction. Okay. So opens the door, door slams shut, and now I'm yelling through the door like, God damn it, it's me. What are you doing? I don't know what I'm doing. Just open the door. She finally lets me in. Why are you naked with a motorcycle helmet? I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? What do you mean? What do I mean? I don't know. I don't know, man. I woke up naked. I have no. Where's your wallet? I assume it's still in my pants. It's, and I right. don't know where my pants are. Again, in my mind, whoever has my wallet in my pants, in my shirt, in my jacket, and everything else. They never called you back. They traded me the motorcycle helmet, but I can't even confirm that. I could have been butt naked walking down the street. Someone gave me a motorcycle helmet, complete 100% blackout. I truly, truly have no idea. Now, I get to my girlfriend's place. The thing is, I don't live there with her. It's just that she's right there. This chick may weighed maybe 90 pounds. She's like 5'2". All right? You understand what's going on there? I so, think I do. So the clothes she has are the clothes that I need to wear. Now, Basically, what you told me is that you didn't find her face attractive. No. Except okay. that mouth, dude. Yeah, I mean, listen, she's got the body, I, obviously. No, I, the body was great. And, yeah. And I know how like, it sounds. And if it sounds like I'm being shallow, maybe I was. But again. I to, hope she's listening. No, no. Well, hey, if you're listening to this day, I wouldn't say a bad word about you. You're a fantastic person. Mm-hmm. But ugly. But man, you got a mouth. So, right, sure. Mike, listen, I already established that. I'm not right. You so know. so do you do you crash or do you just put on your girlfriend's clothes and then leave and try to get home? I got to put on my girlfriend's clothes. I want to get home because it's it's still somewhat alarming that this has happened. And keep in mind, at this point, I've just lost my wallet. I was broke enough that there's not a whole lot of loose ends I need to tie sure. up. But losing your social security card, which... And all this time has proven to not mean anything one way or another. But at the time, I don't know this, right? This is pre-internet, all this stuff. So I don't know. And back then, you had to have a copy of your Social Security card, et cetera. This is a problem for me. But because I'm a drug addict and drunk at the time, (laughs) at the time, uh, I'm I'm like, man, I have to make sense of this now. It should be noted at this time, I have separated from what was then my first wife, okay? At that time, she's just my ex. Cue it up. But you're separated. She's not my second wife. But we're separated. We've been separated for months. And in spite of the story I just told you, that I woke up naked, hungover. Not even hungover. You're so drunk. Wow. Naked except for a motorcycle helmet. I want you to understand that my ex is a bigger drunk than I am. I want to put that, this chick, and I'm not making this up. And I'm not here to badmouth it, but she would drink like two bottles of vodka. Two, uh, that is impressive. In, in like three hours. I don't mean like through the course of the day. Like serious problems, and, and we dealt with yeah, that. Yeah, later. yeah, yeah. And that's it, probably but, why you got a divorce. I don't even know if that's why. That, <laughs> that was bro, just one of the things. I'm just telling you, that's one of the things. So Okay, but she was, she was what, still interested in talking to you, I guess? Uh, she, she did like the stalker thing. So we'd legally okay. right. gotten separated, right? But... She would go to, uh, like, my place of work, 
and ask. That's problematic. My, hey, okay, so that gets so to. So basically what you're saying is you're out, you're unaccounted for. She probably tried to get a hold of you, go to your place, and now after the night of waking up naked in someone's front yard with a motorcycle helmet on, is she waiting for you to come home? She's not waiting for me to come home. That's where it started. To... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's the holiday spirit. Yes. So uh, she, she's not she, waiting no, for you? she was... Apparently, she was, I did not know this at the time, she's stalking outside of my current girlfriend's place. Oh, my God. She's there where you fell asleep and didn't wake you up? The ugly chick with the uh, placosomous mouth. Now, I don't know if she knew. I'm so, and Listen, I love her to death to this day. It sounds harsh, but it's true. Uh, I don't know if she knew that I was dead asleep like two yards down. But in the okay. time that I got to the girlfriend's house and the time that we finally left, maybe two and a half hours have passed. But keep in mind, uh, the girlfriend at the time, she loves punk I rock just said, and all 90, this stuff. I just said 90 pounds and, and weighs nothing. 90 and, pounds of and, lips. And I guess she gave and, you uh, some clothes. She Okay, so she wore oversight, as uh, as a lot of punk rock chicks like to do, the big oversized hoodies. Right. The hoodie fit me fine. The clothes, I could not fit into her pants. And again, this is December. I can't fit in her pants. There's no possible way. So I got a pair of her shorts that are blue at least. But picture Jack Tripper. Remember how yeah, short his shorts were? Look great. It was worse, but this was not fashionable at the time, but this is what I've got. So I got a pair of Doc Martin boots. I got a pair of very tight shorts that show at least half of the bottom of my ass cheeks, and then a sweatshirt for, by the way, Fugazi, in case you're interested, that fits just fine. Sure. So I'm not thinking about the stalker ex, and I knew that she had been stalking, but as I'm processing what's going on in my life, she's not top of mind. And I open the door to girlfriend's house. Girlfriend's with me at this point, And there the ex is across the street. Oh, no. Okay, thank you. So in my mind, uh, here we go. We have a big case of. But it pisses me off. But you didn't do anything too. wrong. No, man. I, I mean, was, you broke it up. I mean, I'm, I hate to be that way. No. But, but she's stalking you. So There's no way to be. Yeah. We've been separated So did she like run across months. the street and attack you or what? She is across the street standing on the passenger side. Parallel park standing on the, pa- uh, sorry, not the passenger, the driver's side. So she's facing the house has her arms folded, and I'm just like, you got to be kidding me. It's like, look, I don't, I don't feel bad about anything that happened. To this day, I really don't feel bad about Why would you? You're, you're separated. Yeah, but you are. You do what you do. This is life. And, and keep in mind, you're a bigger drunk than me, mother. So, uh, Mike, this is where you have to add it. Like, what the f*** are you doing here, man? Like, what is this? What You can't do this, man. And I'm doing everything, like, to not call the cops for the, what do you call it, the... Uh, Oh, the, the stay uh, away thing. Yeah, the the uh, what do they call it? Uh, the, I've never had one issued on me, so I don't know what it's order. called. Yeah, the restraining order. But like, it's at that point, and I, but it's like, hey man, you know, you got to stop doing it. But anyway, but she's going berserk, and I can smell the booze on her breath. To be fair, she can probably smell it on mine as well. But it's like, but so keep in mind, it's still a busy intersection, and now I'm having a screaming match while I'm still kind of drunk. She's certainly drunk, wearing like super short shorts, a Fugazi sweatshirt. <laughs> And a pair of boots. Did you hitch it home? This is not a good look. No, I walked home, and it's like a three-mile yeah. walk, and it's Baltimore, and I finally got home. But uh, to this day, I do not know what happened to myself. I don't know where my wallet is, none of that. Luckily, none of it's come back to haunt me. I will say this. Me, this is going to sound crazy. Me and Placosimus Mouth, still friends. Yeah. Uh, me and the ex, no. But the, Wow. But the last time I did with X, a couple of vodkas deep, or a couple of bottles of vodka deep, I had to crash the place, called the cops because I thought she was trying to kill herself. Oh. I'm not kidding you. No, 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 man. Listen, it was a lot, 
of heaviness at the time. And there's nothing worse than having a heavy conversation when you're butt naked in a motorcycle helmet talking to a drunk. And that's my life. And now we do what we do. I really hope you enjoyed episode number 10 of The Greatest Story Never Told. Sorry, man. It's really fun to be able to do this for you. Yeah, it You've been listening to The Greatest Story Never Told with Miles and Thrill on Radio.com. Oh, man! A Double Flush Production.